You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Tales from the Fireside. Quarantine still. <laughs> We're keeping our social distance, but uh, we are definitely hanging out with you in spirits in virtual time. I'm Remy. This is my lovely co-host, Lauren. Hi. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> and today we were talking about uh, what the hell are we going to talk about? We don't have a guest. So I'm like, well, what about drinking games? Everybody loves drinking games, right? And uh, Everybody so, has a good story about drinking games is what it really is. And nobody's been going out to the bars lately. So what else are you going to do but sit home and play some, uh, some fun <laughs> drinking games? So maybe we'll play a drinking game with you guys tonight. Maybe not. Who knows? Um, I put it out there on Facebook to see what everybody had to say. And we got the usual flip cup. Well, and, and keep in mind, I mean, it's it's been interesting. There's like a whole new, almost like cottage industry, like a little niche industry that that sprouted up for drinking games while in quarantine. Yeah, exactly. We played uh, Cards Against Humanity online one night. That was pretty. Oh fun. yeah, that was kind of a good drinking game. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, but yeah, flip cup. Everybody loves flip cup, right? That's a fun one. If you're uh, dexterous with the fingers good at that game i'm really bad at that game are you yeah i'm so bad at it maybe you need to uh work out your fingers <laughs> a little bit more yeah i guess so <laughs> get one of those little guitar like stretchy things you know <laughs> oh my god my tiny little hands I'm just tiny, so tiny. Oh, tiny little hands you should be good <laughs> at it then uh so my buddy commented the joe buck drinking game when you're watching a ball game that joe buck is commentating uh, every time he says something stupid, you take a shot. You'll be wasted in no time. <laughs> oh, perfect. The Joe Buck hater game. That's a good one. Uh, not a huge fan of his either. <laughs> any uh, any press conference where the phrase new normal is used. Uh, that's, oh, that's, yeah. God, no. Jeez, oh, Pete. Hammered. I mean, a good drinking game has you drinking a lot, but not like so much that you just like can't even keep up. Like you don't want to I don't like sick. it when you get so fucked up so quick that you're just like, I'm not even having fun anymore. This lasted like 10 minutes and now we're all screwed up. Right. Or, you know, if you're drinking beer to play a game, you like, you get so full of beer really quick and just feel all like bloated and gross. I guess drinking games are kind of kids stuff, but whatever. Like we remember them fondly, right? (laughs) We've all had good times. I remember learning how to play quarter bounce when I was a youngster. Also uh, really bad at that. Yeah. Not good at the quarters. (laughs) No. It's funny with that one. Like I tend to be better the drunker I am. Like with most drinking games, you know, you get better with time as it goes on. But uh, what are you sipping on there in the fancy glass tonight, there, Lord? Wine. It's always wine. Little it's the wine. only thing that I can drink, and I don't get a hangover like at all. All right. Like, I wake up tomorrow and I'm just like, yes, fresh as a day, shining, going out. <laughs> like no, I can't do that with anything else. Like I drink beer. I feel like shit the next day, yeah. or if I drink like liquor, then I'm like puking the entire next day. So oh, see, I never understood that <laughs> because I've never been the one to throw up the next day. If I'm throwing up, it's the night of because I drank mm-hmm. too much. And I've definitely done that a lot, but not recently. Um, but ne- no, never had the like feeling sick the next day. You know, I feel ha- hungover, but not sick. So I don't yeah. envy that. I don't envy that at all. That kind of sucks. Um, but no, I get you. Hey, wine, if wine is fine, then you just do your thing, girl. Nobody's mad at you. I Treat do love me some wine. I do too. Are you uh, are you having red or white? I can't tell because of the glass. 
Uh, so normally I drink red, but right now I have like four bottles of white Zen that I need to like power through. Get it. Fancy so, stuff. A little sweet wine. Super sweet. Yeah. It's not actually super sweet, but it's like, you know, I really like my, my reds dry. Yeah. So yeah. Sweet for me. It's sweet enough. I hear right. you. <laughs> so chord bounce and flippy bunch. We could always just play like a game of never have I ever while we're sitting here <laughs> talking. I, I oh, hate, God. I hate that game because I have. While yeah. live, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Never have I ever live. No, thank you. I'm pretty right. sure I'll, like, I'll have some angry messages from my boyfriend. Right. Talking about girl. <laughs> if he's listening, by the way, hi. We're keeping any. He's always listening. <laughs> That's good. Uh, okay, you will meet Jamie Flanagan. Uh, popped on and, and left you guys a comment and said, "Hey, have a great show, you two." Hey, thank oh, you. thanks, Jamie. We appreciate that, buddy. We love you, Jamie. We do indeed. Love him, love him, love him. We love all of our friends. Shout out to my buddy Chris, who's probably listening. And uh, shout out to our buddy Murph, who's probably listening. Good to see you guys. It was good to see Chris anyways this weekend. I went out to the bar this weekend. Did for the you? First time. Yeah, I went I went out on Friday night with my good buddy Chris. And uh, it was fun. It, like The bars weren't too packed that we went to. We were downtown. And so it felt good to, to kind of be out and mingling. But it was also... Like so many people not wearing masks, that was really sketching yeah, me see, out. I have not gone to any bars, and that's the reason why I'm so nervous. Like everybody's just a... kind of. There's nothing wrong with being nervous and scared. I mean, there's a global pandemic that's still going on; it has not gone away. And I, you know, my thing is, I go everywhere, and people aren't wearing masks. You go to the grocery store; people aren't wearing yeah. masks. You go to regular Even, like stores. the places that say you must have a mask to come in here; yeah. they're not stopping people. Funny enough, GameStop was definitely um, was definitely making sure that people were wearing masks inside of there. I went there to pick up my Switch. Oh my gosh! Sorry, guys. It's all right. No, that it was just, funny. A, that- a friend of ours works at a bank, and and yeah. it was funny because she was she was kind of complaining that you know that this memo went out that you know the the bank lobbies were opening up today. Um, and you know, they said, Hey, you know, uh, mask use is mandatory. Well, but unless someone has a medical condition that prevents them from wearing a mask or, you know, if they put up too much of a fight and become combative about it, don't worry about it. So then, so then it's not mandatory. Like that's, that's not, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Like mandatory is mandatory. That means you got it. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing too. It's, it's, it's like, Oh, it'll be fine. And then you get COVID and die. Like it's a life or death thing here. So it's kind of frustrating when you see people out there and they're not wearing them. And you're like, do you just not care if you kill somebody? Well, not, and, well, and, for, you know, and let's 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 even let's assume you survive. Did you guys catch the story about the guy who survived and his medical bill was essentially the size of a book? It was a hundred and I think it was one hundred and thirty some odd pages long. One point one million dollars and change you can buy a nice used car for that (laughs) because uh you know like the charge the charge for like his isolation room was like six thousand dollars a day uh the charge for the ventilator unit was like eleven hundred a day the charge for that it was just it was but yeah 1.1 million dollars that is insane how is anyone supposed to pay that there's what 
Does he not have any insurance doesn't cover any of that? Oh, no, no, no. So that was that was his statement. Like, so he has insurance and that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. And because of how much it costs in general. Well, but so but here's who's going to wind up paying for that. You and I. Because so that kind of stuff will get reflected back in you know actuarial tables and premiums that come down the you know come down the road. Um, not right. to mention like his deductibles and stuff all got waived because the government has those incentive programs out, so that's taxpayer funded. So yeah, Jesus, I need a drink. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what one point one million dollars looks like. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I can well, barely tell you what two hundred dollars yeah. looks like. Drink every time you hear. Drink every time. You I mean, we can fix that. Right? <laughs> yes, and that's yeah. That's one of those stories that we have on deck for our show tonight later. Because I mean, that dude, that's just that's insane to me. That I mean, but then again, I mean, I've been saying this for years now that that entire the entire healthcare slash insurance industry just needs to get burned to the ground and and start yeah. it over cuz it's it it's in. not about healthcare it's about profits and we all know it and and yeah. just die just shut up and go away already right well, you know, that that's what happens unfortunately to a lot of americans it's like you know you work hard you save you do what you have to and you you think you've got like the best insurance and then something goes on oh sorry we don't cover that you know like yeah. screwed just, well, just go and die. or the stereo, you know, the stereotypical insurance move of everything is denied at first until you fight it, right? Because they're just yep. waiting to see if you're going to fight it or not, right? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, didn't they make a TV show about some guy with cancer who ended up having to sell right. the paperwork? Yeah, who knew that was a that documentary? The whole thing right. was basically <laughs> like it, it was a slap in the face to the medical industry. Just yeah, saying, oh like guys, this is what this is what good, honest, you know, school teaching Americans have to go through just to survive. It worked yeah. out all right for him. I was um, <laughs> I picked up one of my friends from the bar on I think Saturday night or something. He called me and was like, "Hey, I'm stranded. Come get me." So I I came up there and. I just noticed as I was going down uh, Woodward that so many of the bars were packed. I mean, packed. And I was like, what happened to the like 50% capacity? And like, I noticed a couple of bars, I won't say the names of them that were um, more like nightclubs and they were open. And I was like, I feel like nightclubs shouldn't be open yet. Um, like at a at a bar, you can sit down. There's places to sit. We're right. like a nightclub. It's a lot of standing room. Right. Or you have to pay to sit. You know I mean? How are you going to enforce it? You know, how are you going to make people stay in six feet? Yeah, it made me really worried to see some of these like nightclubs open to the public it's... and and stuff. I mean, if you're able to do it, I understand you guys are trying to make your money, all that stuff. I totally get it. I'm not trying to like bash anybody for what they're doing, but it's just like. I would be worried about going to a nightclub right mm-hmm. now, and I work in nightclubs. Oh, I'm worried I'm about going nightclub. anywhere right now. Right. Yeah, anywhere. I mean, right. you guys know me. They... You know how much I love bars. Like the yeah. cl- the closest I've come <laughs> is so good old Larry, uh, favorite bartender down at Temple Bar, um, has been live streaming his shifts. And so I've been taking over their jukebox while he's live yeah. streaming just so that he runs back to the phone to go, damn it, Dave. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knows if, if the never ending story starts playing, that's me doing it. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in there. Yes. I can't wait till I work in a bar that has a jukebox. I hope you take it over. 
Seriously, I'll be waiting. <laughs> well, that's you know that's the other thing. Both Lauren and I, our bars aren't open. You know, like right. I went yeah. back in to help my my owner out and do a little inventory and stuff, but he's not quite ready to open. And it's more of a restaurant with a bar, so you know I do serving and bartending there. Um, but your nightclub isn't open yet, and no, and, and I have no idea. Uh, from what I understood, nightclubs were being considered. Uh, indoor venues, right? right? Same as like concert yeah. venues. Interesting. So, I'm sorry. Interesting. Yeah, that's well. That's just what I thought. I'm. I could be wrong, but that's what I understood it to be because I noticed that Orchid wasn't open. Uh, obviously, my bar Boogie was not open, um, and I. I don't think City Club was open. Like, there's a whole bunch of nightclubs that I know were not open. So when I saw one that I would consider a nightclub open yep. downtown. I was like, There's so I'm, something I'm wondering, right. is there a, is there a licensing differentiation? And I truly don't know between a bar slash restaurant or a nightclub. Well, yeah, there I think be. so. I think that a class C is what you need. I think for a nightclub, I, I actually don't know, but I do have the perfect person to ask and I will ask him. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just curious because, I'm I'm just wondering yeah, if they're if they're trying to use that loophole of hey we're a bar, yeah. therefore we're opening and, and try, you know opening and trying to make money again. I mean I I could see that going. I just don't know if it's a true, if it's like a, if it's a licensing difference. Because I then again I mean I didn't I I had a bunch of friends that were you know bartending in in places around the area and and not one of them mentioned anybody from a health department or anything stopping by, mm-hmm. right. And I could so, be wrong on that. It might be all you need is a liquor license and then you can do whatever you want. But right. I'm pretty sure that I thought at least that you had to have like an entertainment license to have like DJs and stuff. Like if you're going to do like strictly just DJs. Uh, I think it comes down to sure what's going that. on in your city, you know, like a right. city ordinance kind of thing. I have no clue. I, know I could be making my, that up. I have no clue. I know but, my old nightclub is open, the one that I used to work at, but they're a sports bar that also has a kitchen. And does food all the time, and it's just Friday right, and Saturday night. They have night. a kitchen, right. but a nightclub so, that doesn't really have, a, like that doesn't have a kitchen. How would that be different? You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Is like they're probably using the thing that it's like we have a kitchen, so we serve food, so we're a restaurant. We're also a sports bar. You know, technically, we consider ourselves a sports bar, but on right. Friday and Saturday night. It's two floors and over a thousand people nightclub. And you know? this so one, I know for a fact, it. doesn't have a kitchen though. Like it's just a right. nightclub. So I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't know how they're open. I mean, you know, if, they're, if they're able to be open, more power to them. Get your money. I totally understand. Right. I wish that my nightclub was open, but you know. Well, and the, and the worst part is, so like I was talking to one buddy who was, you know, down. He was, you know, bartending downtown in a pretty popular spot, um, usually, uh, and you know, it was, you know, he said basically. Yeah, some people were out, but the crowds were pretty lame. Uh, tips were shit. Uh, you know, he was still dealing with people walking out on taps, um, oh even with as few people out as there were. Uh, and he said, you know, at one point, the uh, the door guy turned to him and said, hey, dude, I'm just going to start letting people in, even if they don't have masks, because I just turned away seven people. And he was like, no, no, you're not doing that. Yeah. Screw <laughs> off. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like money is one thing, but I don't care if I make, you know, $2,000 on a Friday night. If I get COVID and die, right. And, and wind up with a $1.1 million hospital bill. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Who's going to pay yeah. my hospital That's the thing is I couldn't work long enough to pay off $1.1 million. No, I'm not going to make that in my lifetime unless I win the lottery. 
It's just not going to happen. Well, you never know. But yeah, I mean, so like, and it is, I mean, that like, that's the thing that really shocked me is I would have hoped slash thought slash I, I believed that people going out now are, were going to be the ones who had the most pent up, you know, demand for it, had the most like pent up need to go out and would right. get it and would be the like, dude, like I, I, I sat here, I sat downstairs and like fired up, go tip them again. After I started hearing yeah, those right. stories for people, because I'm like, dude, I'm you like, know I'm tips. On there, right? No, actually, I didn't know that. <laughs> so yeah, like, and 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 I'm like, dude, I'm like, I, I can't even believe that that's a thing, because like, like, dude, God help my wallet. The first time I I set foot in a bar again, because I, yeah. dude, I'm gonna, I don't know, insert stereotypical athlete here, you know, walking right. into a bar. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, and so I've been following, you know, the bartender pages on Facebook. Our good friend, the angry bartender has been posting a lot of stuff lately. Yeah. About, uh, people acting like Karens, people acting like total garbage. Dude, I loved I loved the one where it was some girl, some girl that sat down at a restaurant and said, you know, I'll take a water, but with no ice, because I'm sure you're not following COVID guidelines. Like I had right. no idea that the Karens what? were back out and reloaded with an arsenal of new bullshit. <laughs> I never even saw that one. I've been like watching his stuff like closely and like, seriously, I never even saw that. Yeah. One. That's hilarious. Yeah. Why like would you even come out that. then? If that's what you're concerned about, why are you coming out? Right. If and you're, why yeah. are you forcing me to have to be here? Then? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. Cause like, you know, like I said, that, that one guy I was talking to, you know, okay, great. His bar was open. And so, you know, he worked a, I think it was a 12 or 13 hour shift. Um, you know, and it wasn't worth it at all for him to be yeah. there. You know, it's, I mean, it's, you know, okay, yay. It's, it's good to kind of get back into the groove of things. Like, dude, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm looking forward to getting back into the swing of things with the, you know, getting the studios reopened and all that shit starting next week. That's Great. Totally different, though. The studios, like, I mean, you do have a lot of precautions you have to take, though. Well, but not only that, but I mean, even with, you know, but even with, like, you know, I'm going to be slow about bringing the engineers back, you know, just because, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm going to throw myself in front of that bullet until I can't anymore. You know, right. and, and, you know, kind of like when we had our, you know, when we opened our first studio and first launched the network, when it gets to be, when the number of shows exceeds the capacity at which I can manage, you know, cool, cool, then, then, you know, I'll start bringing them back. But I'm also, you know, that's why we're starting with the Northville and Detroit locations, because they're single studio locations. It's easier crowd right. control. It's easier to manage and maintain. You I mean, you, have five shows going on. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. shit, you guys have yeah. seen Royal Oak on a Monday night when there's four studios oh, yeah. running. I mean, it's insane. Exactly. Well, and, you know, just putting this out there for you right now, buddy, if you need us to switch our schedule up at, at any point to make it easier on you, you just let us know. We're I'm literally not doing anything. <laughs> right? like, we can adjust. Uh, it's no problem. Well, no, and honestly, so like, like you guys are one of the ones that I'm probably least concerned about because you are you're a smaller show, you know, and even when you have a guest in, there are four people in the studio. You know, so it's it's yeah. not that big of a deal. You know, we have you know we have some shows that are you know that have eight people in the studio. You know, and some of them that don't even pay attention to that, and suddenly there's like ten or twenty. So I'm gonna be yeah. like, I, that's that's my whole thing is I and I've been chatting with the engineers and that kind of stuff. Like I'm and even the show hosts now, where I'm gonna be neurotic about it. Like now that yeah. I know, like dude, I like I can put this Zoom up on this TV. In a heartbeat. Um, right. And I just got, like, I got all the equipment. Uh, Amazon just delivered it today uh, to install that on all the TVs and all the studios. Um, so, like, you know, when we come back, it's probably going to be, like, 
show hosts, and maybe one guest, depending on how many of you there are. And then anybody, right. you know, I, because the TVs are there yeah. and you can, it, I mean, it's like, and, and, and I'm sorry if that doesn't work, but hey, that I'm not, I'm not taking that risk. And I don't want you, I don't want yeah. anybody else to either. Yeah, it's fine by us. I wouldn't, I don't mind doing it on Zoom. This has been fun. It's been way different. You know, there's a different feel. And my buddy who listens all the time said, he's like, he's like, your show is different now that it's on Zoom and going live with video yeah. instead of the way it was back then. But it's like, okay, so. It abso- oh, absolutely. It's a lot easier for me to like talk about more personal things when we're recording versus yeah. <laughs> when we are like on actual Zoom because I'm right. like, this is on my Facebook and my grandma is on there and my dad is on there. They're all, and, and I watch them. I'll see their names pop up. Like Renee Walker is watching and I'm just like, Oh God. Hi dad. Please don't say anything about banging in a fucking. (laughs) That's why I I love the uh, (laughs) Chelsea uh, from reasons why I'm single. Like at least probably at least once every other episode, um, she'll be in the middle of telling a story and she'll just be like, oh, my God, hold on. Wait, sorry, dad. And then she'll go. Yeah, that's how I feel. Seriously, it's 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 intense. Like I'll see their names pop up and I'm just like. All right, what are we about to talk about? Right. Uh, I'm not exactly the black sheet of my family. I'm not the, I'm not exactly the black sheep of my family, but I think nothing that I do would surprise anybody in, in my family either. It's like I've done some wild and crazy shit in my day. They're kind of like, yeah, we accept. I think for and, me, and like if they don't, so be it. I think for me, like I am kind of a little bit the black sheep of the family. I'm just like the more like outgoing, like they're all family, you know, have families and settled down and, you know, kids and all that stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't have kids. So you're the, I'm you're, going out drinking. You're I the old spinster bar, aunt. You know, like, exactly. I'm like the cool one. And, <laughs> and so it's like, okay, they don't really like, I don't think that they would be shocked by anything that they heard. But I think they'd be like... But it's not necessarily anything they need to know either. I didn't yeah. need to know that. Right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I, I could have gone my I mean, whole my, life My mom has pictures from my like, like fetish modeling stuff like in her hallway. Okay, that's amazing. You know? she, Cheers, she mom. She loves that stuff. It's great. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mom. She has that stuff in her hallway. You know, my dad is aware of, of that and, and everything. He doesn't want to see it. He doesn't care to hear about it. But he isn't like in my face being like you should stop now listen here young lady i don't want him to like you know and my whole thing is i'm just going to be true to myself and if you can't handle it that's your problem you know like i am who i am i tell the stories that i do i've been doing this show for a while now (laughs) and you know if it comes out it comes out if it embarrasses somebody so be it so i guess i guess Uh, here's worried about losing jobs here's a good question so uh, so i guess and it would be kind of like different for each of you because I mean, Lauren, you're kind of in the same boat I am. So, like, Lauren, what's going to make you comfortable to go out to a bar? And Remy, like, what what was the switch that flipped that you went, okay, yeah, I'm going out tonight? Going out, right? Remy, you go first. I mean, I honestly, it was funny. the The last person I went out to a bar and hung out with was my buddy Chris, and then and his, same with him. And he's like, man, we were. This is the last time we went out. It was the last time before you could go out. And now we're out and the first time that you really can. And I mean, you know, we'd given it a week or so. I, I just, you know, I hadn't seen my buddy in a while. I hadn't seen him all of quarantine. Uh, he's been safe and careful and not sick. And so I was like, yeah, it's cool to hang out with him. 
So we hung out at his uh, place for a couple of beers and just shot the shit. And then uh, a friend of ours was working right across the street. So we went to see her and the bar was kind of busy, but over on one side and we were over on the complete opposite side. Gotcha. Still, people were not wearing masks. And I'm like, here's the thing. You go out to a bar and there's 20 people and one of them has COVID and gives it to everybody else. Super you, go out to a bar, you go out to a bar and there's 80 people and nobody has COVID. It's not necessarily you like you've got a better chance of somebody having it. The more people there are, but yeah. you could be hanging out with four people or five people. If one of them's got it, you're yep. all going to get it. That's, sure. that's what scares. Well, so, and, and that's, so that's the challenge is you look at the, you know, the, the regulations that came out and you know, you, you only have to wear a mask when you're walking in and then basically, you know, right. once you're seated, you can take it off. But if you get up and walk around, you're supposed to put it back on, which I think is yeah. where a lot of that is going to fall down. Okay, yep. so that brings me to the whole nightclub thing again. If you have to be wearing a mask unless you're seated, then how there are you they having nightclubs open without people wearing masks? Right, you shouldn't be. How is that happening? But, well, the whole so, point is that you shouldn't be, you know, but they are. And okay, and uh, to answer your question, what would make me comfortable? Um, I'm not exactly sure, like what the exact turning point would be for me that I'm like I want to go out. Um, I think <laughs> like like if like, I get Ming back in town and we're hitting Hamtramck, you're coming out. Uh, yeah, I'll probably come out. Yeah, you're right. I'll probably come out. Okay, there's, you hear that? Ming? She loves you. There's special, there's special occasions that I would go out for. Like I went to my friend's son's birthday party yesterday and it was, there was only like six adults and like five kids. And they specifically asked me to come and I used to babysit him. So, so yeah, I was like, all right. And it was outdoors and nobody was like hugging each other. Nobody was, you know, so I felt comfortable. Um, and then I don't know. I think that it's just, I, I keep on seeing all these things about uh, the places that have opened up that opened up before us are having these huge spikes. Florida. And I, I, Florida. Yeah. I am just not interested in going out until that is like done here. They've had like, what? six or seven record setting days now including you know days up over a couple thousand so yeah well and i know people who went to florida for vacation yep well so and and that's the other part of it like you know i'm I'm looking at because again i'm looking at it in my own context like okay great you know i've got the no touch digital thermometers um you know on their way they're supposed to be here wednesday and that's part of that's part of the reason why we didn't open today um was because those got delayed and you know, but that's one of those things where, I mean, I'll be honest, that's almost more of a touchy feely PR move than it is anything accurate because, you know, like all yeah. the conversations we've had with Fred Brown on our show, um, you know, you may not be sporting a temperature if you have it, right? Right. Um, you, you know, and so it's that's not really an indicator. But on the other hand, God forbid we don't do anything like that. And then yeah. somebody hops on social media, oh, the podcast Detroit guys aren't doing shit about COVID. They're not trying to keep anybody safe. Because you know that'll happen. <laughs> or even, not, not even that, let's spin it the good way. Say somebody's feeling fine and you scan them and you're like, whoa, dude, you've got a hundred yep. temperature of 100.6. We can't do it. Turns out they've got COVID. You saved everybody from, yep. you know, possibly catching it. It's, well, or even, know, or even if, if it's if it not, even if it's not COVID, even if it's, hey, you've just right. got a head cold or you've got, you know, the normal flu or you've got, yeah. you know, whatever else. It's, 
it's not indic you know it's it's not an indicator of having covid it's it, it's yeah like i said to me it's it's almost more of a weird touchy feely pr move than it is an an actual thing but why but what's the harm in doing it like yeah exactly it's it's what's there's no har- there's no downside to doing it so cool well um i was going to ask you guys did you see uh that in ann arbor they were shut down i think it was liberty they shut down liberty street um, mm-hmm. And made it into like outdoor patio yep. area for all the places over there. Oh, and one right thing on. that I saw was that Necto was doing like they have an outdoor bar and an outdoor DJ, mm-hmm. and then the open the bar itself, the actual nightclub, is open just for the bathroom. So and that's so what I was like that's kind of cool. So that's what DSC, that's what Detroit Shipping Company is doing too. Um, as they're getting ready to reopen, is they've basically all said you know they've said hey. It's basically going to be, you know, service only. Um, you know, you're not going to be walking up to the bar. It's going to be, you know, there's table, you know, we've got all these new tables outside, you know, and in the outdoor, you know, courtyard and all that stuff. <clears throat> and, you know, no, because I mean, it, it, and again, you know, it's like, you know, like, again, you know, like putting in my own context, like we're pro- like, I'm not going to be restocking the fridge, the bar, the, you know, the cabinets and all that stuff. At least not for a little bit, you know, in the Royal Oak Studios, because I want to cut down on those common contamination points, like the 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 the, the probable risk of contamination areas. Um, and so it's the Come bars are doing the same thing. Your show, GTFO. No more hanging out in the lobby <laughs> and waiting for Dave to come out and be like. <laughs> and I mean, no that more of a that. fun part of going to the studio, but it's like that's a very small sacrifice to make to make sure that. Well, yeah, because I mean, and that's that's the other part. I mean, it, you know, that, you know, even even as big as that building is, it's still a small building, you know, and it's and it's still, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, I, I think I might have told you guys this. Like I was talking with a show host a couple weeks ago um, and she was giving me a really hard time about not, you know, not having the studios open again yet. And then I said, look, I said, let me put this in the simplest terms I can. How comfy are you going to be if you're in one of those small, soundproof, mostly airtight rooms and right. someone sneezes? How are you going to feel? <laughs> and she, and yeah. like she was dead quiet and went, oh, yeah, I hadn't really thought about it that way. And I'm like, well, that's why I'm running the company and you're not. <laughs> and here's the thing, you know, it's like if you cough, it hangs in the air for a little yep. bit and stuff like it's stuff you can't see. There's there's just no good answers. And honestly, the best the best thing is for every single person to be wearing a mask, I think. And like no excuses kind of stuff. But yet I've been around other people without masks on. You know, in the in the past month or so, mm-hmm. I definitely like could have picked it up from who knows. It would be hard to contact trace all the people that I've come in contact with who weren't wearing a mask. It's yeah. just like, right. is everybody just kind of like flippant about the mask or over? You go into some places and everybody's wearing a mask and it's like, you know, just normal or you go to a gas station and half the people are wearing a mask and half the people aren't. Did I love uh, who it was? Uh, Nick Britsky posted something earlier today and he was like, he's like a completely non-scientific poll. Uh, but here I am in the store and 99% of the people that aren't wearing masks are male and 76% of them respond when I yell, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I get you. Like I went to Lowe's 
not too long ago to pick up some stuff. I had a, uh, I had a, did an internet order and went to go pick it up. And apparently, they, their curbside delivery is not curbside delivery. You actually have to go in and pick it up still. Um, <laughs> so, but so I walk when I was walking in to pick it up. That's one of the things I noticed. Is like literally everybody was wearing a mask, e- even the employee that was running carts. And this made me laugh so hard. Dude basically had like a Doctor Who scarf wrapped around his head, around his head, yeah. and, I, and I was like. All right, you you get an A for effort, Skippy. That like at right, least at exactly. least you're trying, at least you're doing something. Um, but then same thing. Like you know, I you know I stop at um, you know Seven Eleven. Nobody's wearing nope. a mask. That isn't an employee. Nah, nobody's. No, no, the, no. The employees are the the employees oh, no, absolutely are. But like nobody I've that's been, in there is. I've been to a dozen places where the employees are not wearing masks either. And it's just like, okay, I guess nobody cares. Well, and so that was a buddy of mine went out last Monday when the bars opened. And and so he was out hopping around. And I said, okay, so, hey, what's, you know, what's the scoop? What's going on? Like, you know, I heard this. I heard that. He's like, dude, he's like, nothing's changed. And I said, oh, really? And I said, because this particular place he was at um, had been, there was an article about them opening up that day. And I said, well, I I read that, like, they took, basically took half the seats out of the place. And, you know, it's it's supposed to be if you don't have a, you know, if you don't have a seat, you can't be in there. You got to wait outside and yada, yada, And it's supposed to be, you know, isolating and distancing and all that stuff. And his response was, I don't know, let me ask this random stranger that's sitting a foot away from me on a bar stool that I've that's not that's also not wearing a mask and see how that goes right. and I'm like okay yeah. <laughs> yeah there's you know there's there's parts of the population that are like like freaked out panicked like I'm not leaving my house yet I'm still just like no not going anywhere without a mask I'm not going to be you know in contact with anybody and then there's other people who are just like coronavirus what now that's a big hoax you know like no mask, no nothing. I don't care. Well, and some people think it's a political statement. Yeah. Like, right. if you wear a mask, you're making a political statement. Like, no. Or, or if you, you don't, the- you are. You know, like, oh, well, because it's the thing. Oh, well, if you're wearing a mask, you must be a liberal. And if you're not wearing a mask, you must be a Trump supporter. Okay. Coronavirus doesn't care about politics. Yeah. Coronavirus doesn't care about politics. Well, so coronavirus doesn't. But that's an interesting take and a good point, because it's like since Trump has refused to wear a mask the whole time, it's almost like he's telling his supporters like, hey, I'm not wearing so. Not that I, not that I love getting political, but did you hear the story about his visit to the swab manufacturing plant? The what? No, I did not. So he went he went to a plant that manufactures the testing swabs. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And refused to wear a mask, and because he refused to wear a mask, the entire production run that was running while he was walking through the facility had to be thrown away. Thrown away. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Come on. All right. So here's a good here's a good drinking game. Every time a politician, I'm just going to say a generalized statement, a politician does something so fucking stupid that you can't even believe it. You got to take it. You know what? And I'll be um, I'll be equal opportunity. Uh, let's not forget the Democrats with their um, Wakanda Forever pose oh uh, or or as i like to call it black pander uh <laughs> we got ourselves a good drinking game folks you stuck through till the end you get the goods <laughs> but yeah i mean so that, that was like, so bad oh so bad. it was and terrible I, mean, I read that the tribe that that was from yes. was known to be the ones that like sold other yes. people into slavery yes like Yes. You tried to pander so hard and you fucked it up. Yeah. 
Well, like I said, my the person I feel the worst for is probably uh, the poor cashier um, at the uh, Museum of African American History uh, yeah. on, on the mall, um, who was going, "Why the hell are all these congressional aides stopping in and buying shit?" Like, <laughs> and that's and then seeing that photo op and going, "Oh Christ, that's oh, what." <laughs> I, I I honestly threw up in my mouth a little when I saw that picture uh, of them like kneeling down with their fists up. It was like mm. you're so obvious. You're so blatantly like Yeah, everyone just, everyone knows what you're no. doing. Everyone. Everyone everyone. <laughs> but oh, so supporters are rolling their eyes right now. Oh yeah. But so I, I guess to, yeah. to take a step back, I mean so like with me, like to, to get me out in bars. Honestly, it's like it's it's probably going to happen this week. Like so just because I know I'm going to be downtown a lot, um, you know, getting that studio reconfigured and and up and ready to go for shows starting next week. Um, so I'm sure I'm going to be popping over to Temple Bar at some point. You know, I'll I'll probably well, take Let us know when you do. Oh, for sure. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll likely, you know, pop into Hamtramck and, you know, see the the whiskey crew and that kind of stuff and see who's there. Um, you know, I won't be insane about it like dude there there are friends that my my facebook feed is like basically going on a virtual pub crawl with them every day like that's yeah. that's what they've been doing every day is visiting at least six or seven bars every day and i'm like i mean oh my god. god love you and i understand it but but no like that's yeah. not <laughs> and i really hope that none of you are sick because then you're taking you yeah know, to six different bars and infecting everybody there. I I'm I'm gonna get myself one of those um, reusable like metal straws and just start drinking beer from a straw with my mask. Right. On. Like I'm just if I'm gonna go out to the bar, I'm gonna wear the mask the whole time and just like stick the straw up underneath it, be sipping on my beer, drinking it through a straw. Like I don't care. I'm I'm just I've got to the point where I'm like I need to wear the mask all the time. And if if everybody else doesn't then that's their problem. Well, no, on, no, honestly. So that's that's what defeats the purpose. So, and and this was a big topic of conversation uh, that we had last Monday night with Fred. Was you're not wearing a mask for you. It has nothing to do with protecting you because like the, the cloth masks that we're wearing, you know, like the N95 masks that have filtration systems and stuff like that, that's a whole different ballgame. But right. like the cloth masks don't stop anything from coming in. It's more to stop stuff from going out. Yes, so, exactly. so the whole point is that, and I think that I think there was some some study I saw um, that came out today that said basically if eighty percent because because then you start talking about herd immunity and all that kind of stuff, if eighty percent of the population would just effing wear masks, yeah, this would time. go away. Yeah, like it would it would it would fizzle out. But and that's why I'm going to wear my mask with like a straw. I'm yeah. not trying to protect myself. I'm not scared. For myself so much as Ooh. I am like if I'm if I happen to be asymptomatic and carrying I don't want to get everybody else sick right I still right. want to go out and see my friends so I'm gonna wear the mask I'm gonna get a straw I advise at least 80 percent of our listeners tonight to do the same thing please <laughs> and please. I mean if everybody would get on board with this if just 80 percent of the population would get on board with it we could probably get rid of COVID and not have the second and third waves that they're talking. I feel like 80% of the population should not be hard to come up with. Like, I feel really? like 80% of the population should be like, yeah, Lauren, Lauren, mask. Lauren, you would think, guess, guess, like, guess yeah. what the percentages are. Guess, guess what the percentages yeah. are for voting. Guess, guess, exactly. guess. Yeah, you're right. I'm going. I get it. But here's the way I look We, we can't even get I people just, to go out I and effing vote. I'm thinking, guys. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm really? trying really hard. Have you seen the way people drive in Metro Detroit lately? Yeah, right. <laughs> Fucking insane, dude. So, uh, 
Tammy posted something earlier. Apparently, the Dearborn Heights Police Department actually posted a release that they posted a press release that said, look, we've gotten so many complaints about the way people are driving. We are yeah. stepping up our patrols and, and increasing Better. the number of polo, you know, stops and all that kind of stuff. Cause dude, I, I think I, what was it? I think it was God, like a, a month ago or whenever it was that I went down to Detroit city distillery to pick up that bourbon. Um, I was on 94 and like 94, you know, once it turns to 55, you usually have like varying clumps of cars that are going about like 62, yeah. 63 miles an hour and and we all yeah. kind of hover there dude i was in the middle lane doing 75 in a clump of cars and people were flying by in the fast lane like we were standing still and i'm like if this is 94 what the hell is 696 like because 696 has always been the goddamn audubon <laughs> it's a racetrack right i got a good story for that as a matter of fact i was uh i went golfing with my brother last weekend and i was coming home and he lives down river so i'm taking 75 and i do the loop through detroit and i'm heading out to my area and as soon as i get done with the loop and i'm doing about 65 which is speeding in that area it's supposed to be 55 right but i'm doing about 65 because i'm going with the flow of traffic 65 and i see in my rear view mirror zooming across three lanes a brand new dodge challenger and they had to have been doing 95 at every bit of 95 they flew past me then there's construction up ahead and you can see where there's brake lights and you can see there's like orange cones and stuff like that so i get up about a mile up the road and there is that dodge challenger pulled over on the side smashed front end rear-ended somebody because they couldn't control it and so you know i drive by and i see two people getting out of their cars i'm like oh yeah there goes that brand new challenger like just saw you a second ago smashed up front end i get all the way out by my house 11 mile or so and the traffic goes down to two lanes again (laughs) same challenger with the smashed front end goes flying past me again doing 95 miles an hour they apparently were not waiting for the police damn yeah they just (laughs) fuck off holy shit just hooked the fuck off i was i was like well uh just glad it wasn't me glad they didn't smash into me but no every single morning now people are just in such a hurry flying not caring what lane they're in switching lanes not paying attention to like you know who's changing lanes or whatever just get out of my way i saw three accidents yesterday i was going to pick up my friend from uh fucking belle isle I was picking yep. up my friend from Belle Isle, and literally we drove by three accidents in, like, a 20-minute span. Well, I mean, everybody forgets winter to winter what snow is like. So, I mean, right. they've been locked down for three months. Nobody remembers how to freaking drive. So, yeah. <laughs> Even though it's snowing, like, nine months out of the year. Right. It seems like. <laughs> I, I just think, you know, people just have a lead foot and no care or concern for anybody else which is why there's so many people not wearing masks well and and that's the thing i mean for the long for the longest time the cops weren't pulling a lot of people over you know because i mean i'm sure they had their own level of fear you know when it came to you know close-up personal interactions with people and all that kind of crap yeah and you know so it's like all right well hey guess what (laughs) i guess here's here's a little look at what defund the police looks like Yeah, people aren't going to police themselves. That's sure. No, I'm no. Just, I, you know, I'm the type of driver that I, I set the cruise control most of the time on mm-hmm. the freeway, right at seventy, right at the speed limit, so that because honestly, like I have no desire to interact with police, no, nope. at all. 
Like, I don't want to get pulled over. I don't want to get hassled. I don't, I'm legal. I'm legit. I've got insurance. All the stuff is good. Uh, but I don't want to get pulled over. I don't need a five mile an hour ticket over. I don't need any of that bullshit. So I'm just trying to get to work safely or get wherever I'm going safely. But I would right. love to see a bigger police presence on the freeways. Just, you know, every couple yeah. of miles on 696, just stick a cop car. It doesn't even have to be anybody in it. Because if you see the cop car, people are hitting their brakes and slowing down. Just slow everybody the fuck down, please. <laughs> or if well, you have ways, then there's like a little thing that says cop ahead. Speed. Also, that's what I understand. Like, dude, if I were a cop, I would be firing up the Google Maps and Waze apps. And just like every couple miles, like flagging speed trap, speed trap, speed yeah. trap, because dude, like like as soon as like if I'm driving along and I hear it, like and, and then I, like all of a sudden I'm like, wait, why is everybody starting to slow down ahead of me? And then like I'll get up there and I'm like, oh, and then like, oh, speed trap ahead, one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all they have to do. It's like you know, the, the whole point is not to like, and that's the problem with it is the cops are just out there trying to make money by giving tickets to people. They really don't right do shit if you're going fast or not. Whereas the rest of us who are just trying to drive and get to work like normal sane people and not die are like, can you please slow everybody down a little bit? Because they're making me nervous. Anyways, man, we got off on politics tonight. We got off on all kinds of stuff. We need a drink. Anybody else need a drink? Shots? I always need a drink. Let's do shots. Bruh. We were talking drinking games. We were talking bars reopening. A bunch of depressing shit. Um, so my friend Ryan says, um, Kentucky is lit with cops. Anyone who goes through knows they're literally like every mile, every strip mall, et cetera. No one yeah. messes around in Kentucky. That's true. It's been a while since I've driven to Kentucky. Which is really Kentucky. ironic because you would think KY, you could just slide right through. That's, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> delicious. I love it. Drink to that. That was so much that of was a dad so joke. Good. That so was like the best. Joke. It was more of a dirty uncle joke. <laughs> I was about to say dad joke, and I was like, it's not a dad joke, though. Not a dad it's joke. A little bit, yeah, it's a dirty uncle it's, joke. It's a dirty or uncle. more of a daddy joke. Not, not, not necessarily a dad joke, but more of a daddy joke. That's dirty right. uncle information. <laughs> yep. DUI. Good spanking. <laughs> good spanking. Who doesn't like a good spanking, right? Uh, it's, you know, it's yeah. uh, you know, the, the great ironies of life. The older, you know, as you get older, you start to, like, look forward to the things you hated as a child, like naps and spanking and, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do love nap and spam. <laughs> Works for me. And food, being fed. I love oh. that. Hey, yeah. it's that's a real thing as well. But no, so, I mean, like I do, I, I hope, and I do, I, I just, I hope that people are safe. I, I hope that if people do choose to go out, they realize that the staff that is there has been through the exact same shit, if not more so than you have um, yeah. over the course of the past three months. And you know what tip like the bartender is your crush from high school that still looks that hot and winked at you like that. Please. <laughs> yeah. Please. And, and don't make us bend over backwards. We got to work with masks on and shit. You know, yeah, it's, shit like, do. it's not easy coming back. Well, so, and, you know, that's the thing. Unemployment, well, you know? and a lot of the, you know, so like a lot of the places that are doing the table service outside, they've created the outdoor patios and that kind of stuff. Dude, you know, and have your shit together and have your order ready and order everything at once. Like, don't make them come back to the table because, oh, wait, you know what? I forgot I wanted a water, too. Or, hey, now I want a drink. And then because they got to yeah. run back inside every time. And again, according to regulations, every time they touch stuff and make a run, there's, no, there's yeah. ors or replace their gloves. 
So yeah. that's a giant pain in the ass on top of everything else. So just, you know, be mindful of the living force and don't be a dick. <laughs> some places we're used to having the silverware on the the bar right. already. Yeah. And then yeah. now we're going to have to bring it out. So if they forget your silverware and stuff like don't be an ass about it. Yep. Just be like, hey, I just need some silverware. Yep. It's really not worth giving them a hard time. Like these people have to go in and out. They have to change their gloves. They have to like sanitize every time. Yep. And and not to mention just in general, running your bar your server or your bartender running them ain't cute. No. <clears throat> well and before COVID wasn't cute. Well, and don't it's be surprised. Yeah, don't be surprised if you can't if there are no limes as like don't be surprised right. if there are no garnishes. Because that's another contact contamination point. So no, that might not be want a thing. Any kind of limes or garnish? No. If and, you flag my drink, I don't want it. Yeah, and and not only that, but like I know I've I've seen this mostly in conjunction with restaurants. But it, you know, I mean, some bars may be doing it too, where they've added a uh, COVID surcharge as a percentage yeah. on your bill, and you know, just be aware. That a that might be in a, a, I've seen a lot of places either put it on the menu or they put like a placard on the table to let you know about it. Um, but just be aware that that's out there. And it's not that they're trying to screw you. It's that like right now the supply chain is so screwed up, like, you know, especially for restaurants. Like I just read if that's on, on our list for tonight, um, beef prices just skyrocketed 10 percent, you know, gr- yeah, grocery like grocery bills in general went up like four and a half percent over the course of the past two months, um, you know, because like meat packing plants had to get shut down. You know, because of, you know, employee yeah. outbreaks and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, like, it's, it's a real thing, you know, not to mention the fact that they were closed for three months and they're trying to, and they're trying to keep their employees gainfully employed and they're trying to do all this, you know, all this shit. So, yeah, just take a pill. You know, if, if you're going out, do so in the knowledge that you're going out in a weird time and either be prepared for that or stay the fuck home. We're all and trying if- to figure it out at the same time. We are. If you're a server or bartender out there, my heart goes out to you. You know, we're not working yet, but we will be soon. But do your best to try and remember everything that you need. And when you're at a table and somebody orders something, be like, can I get anybody anything else while I'm at it? Dude, again, pretend you're dealing with your kids. Are you sure? Are you sure yeah. you don't want anything? Are you sure? Okay. Are you, you sure? <laughs> okay. Once I sit down, I'm not coming back. Right. Don't yes. make me pull this table over. I'm drowning <laughs> off the shit that you ordered, and that's well, it. Turn this bar around. <laughs> uh, everybody love everybody. Just everybody love everybody. <laughs> I start being a little bit nicer to each other and slow the fuck down on the freeways. Good God. It's not that serious. For sure. Just don't get it. We'll do one more cheers and then one more cheers. I'm going to tell everybody how to reach us. Tink. Reach us. Like Long Island or something? Yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, yeah, Jager and Red Bull? Yeji and Mountain Dew. Yeji and Red Bull. No, Mountain okay. Dew. Um, if you work at a bar and you want to be on our podcast, just message us. Oh, yeah. If you don't work at a bar or you do work at a bar, we don't give a fuck what you do, actually. If you just hang out at bars, if you want to tell us a story about the time that you had out and about, we would love to hear it. Please send us an email at barsidetales at gmail.com and check us out on Facebook and like our Instagram and all the things. All the stuff, all the virtual stuff. We love you guys. We love you guys so much. Bye. Cheers.